Good morning! Today is Wednesday, January the 31st, the year of our Lord, 2024. And this is Daybreak Live with the Nedsits and the Revelix. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. All right, glory, glory, glory. Well, I see three people, Melissa, Peggy, Laura, and Bob. Okay. Bob's here, we can start now. Bob's here. Bob's here, we can start now. Here we go. Sometimes you hit it, sometimes you don't. Hey, I like it. Sometimes you feel like it. Mm -hmm. I was very well, short. Well, we wanted to do something fun. <laughs> it was short, yeah. yeah it's like, it ended bam, up being shorter, over. yeah. Well, I knew it would be shorter, but I didn't know it would be that short. I knew it would be that short. That was short. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I can feel your prayers a little bit better every single day. I'm doing a little better every single day. Thank you for prayers, brothers and sisters. It's good to see you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Love Josh and Sarah's new song, Miss Peggy says. Nice. Awesome. Over My Dead Body, is that it? What's a good... I guess the thought is... 
let's do what we can to bring them to the Lord, right? Over my dead yeah, body. It, if, they, it, if they go to hell. Yeah, it came, it came about when we were at a church and a pastor said that, he said, even, let, us, let us live in such a way that even if people should choose to go to hell, that it would be over our dead bodies. And it just got stuck. And then that chorus came to me. That's cool. That's cool. Let's do everything we can to make sure that people have a chance to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. All right. Let's dive into our Bible study, brothers and sisters. Um, we're in Proverbs chapter 30, and we are studying right now the words of Agur, uh, the son of J.K., and so these are not the words of Solomon. Though some have said, uh, this was just a Solomon in disguise. I don't actually think so. And no one actually has a reason to say that. It's just like somebody goes, I bet. And I bet it, they're just hiding who it really is. But they were found among the writings. And these words of Agur were so wonderful that they're like, these are anointed words. Let's make them part of the Holy Scripture. And I am in agreement. We got to verse 7 yesterday. And went ahead and read this yesterday, but we want to read it again this morning. And like I said, thank you for being here. Whether you're watching on Providence or on YouTube or on CWOW, regular Facebook, thank you for being here. And those of you guys that listen to the podcast later, uh, that you're not on here live with us, but you listen to the podcast. I'm glad that you are here. Never want to forget you, although I don't mention you much. Verse 7, two things I request of you before I die. Remember, he said, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. So he's talking about God. And then he says, two things I request of you. And my thought is he's requesting from God. Two things that I want before I die. One, remove falsehood far from me, falsehood and, li falsehood and lies far from me. In other words, I ask you to help me, remove it from me because it's in me. Okay, remove from me falsehood and lies. I want to be a man of integrity. I want to be a man of integrity. Okay? Get lies away from me and falsehood from me. Then he says, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. So I, I typed in, if you're seeing this on Daybreak, I'm a Church Without Walls Facebook, uh, then you see man of integrity who has enough. And that's what he's asking for. He's saying, God, I just, I want to have enough. I just, I just want to have enough. That's all. Okay. Remove falsehood from me. Help me not to lie. Sometimes, uh, sometimes we lie in areas we don't realize we're lying. We just kind of have some falsehood. That's not good either. No matter how we paint a lie, it's still a lie. Is that true? Amen. Now, when he says, neither give me poverty nor riches, why does he say that? And let's go to verse 9. He says, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? 
generally speaking, this is not every case, okay? Remember, Proverbs is general truth. Generally speaking, when we have riches and we have too much, generally speaking, there's a fallenness within man that when he has plenty, he gets drawn away from his dependence upon God. And this is just a reality. This is a truth. I am a pastor. I've seen this over and over and over again. I think about sometimes the things that I see in people's lives that pull them away from God. You know, people are just dependent on the Lord. They're, 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 they're close to the Lord. Pastor, pray with me and you pray with I need a job. Hallelujah, we're praying for a job. And then they get a job. And then that job starts requiring more. And the next thing you know, they're needing to come in on days when so they can't assemble anymore. And then they start doing good, start doing very good. And next thing you know, you know, a little bit later, you go see them and talk to them and they're doing great. And now they can buy the vehicles they want and then get that uh, $500,000 house they wanted. And, and, but they're not the same with the Lord. It's like they forget the Lord. I don't know what it is about having plenty that causes us and our hearts to forget the Lord and forget our dependence upon the Lord. I don't know why that is. Now, like I said, let's qualify this. It's not always true. Okay, There are people that can handle it well, and they love the Lord, love, love, love the Lord. And, and we're not talking about those. But we're talking about generally. He saw within himself, he says, Lord, don't give me so much that I forget you. I don't need you, God. I don't need you. I've got everything I need. You've got plenty of money in the back. I don't need the Lord. Okay. And he says, Agur says, Lord, don't, don't let that happen to me. I don't want that much. Okay. But on the other hand, Lord, I don't want to be poor so that I end up stealing from somebody and then break your commandment of thou shalt not steal and dishonor you. So, Lord, I, I don't want to be so poor that I take what's not mine and I don't want to be so rich that I forget my God who has given me everything and I become elevated and arrogant and I think, oh, I don't need God anymore. I don't want either one of these. What do you think about this? What do you think about his prayer? What do you think? I'm just curious. And profane the name of God. Lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Being poor doesn't give me the right to steal. Does it? And so I think that's a pretty good prayer. Uh, I guess, how would we relate this today? I mean, we understand it a little more in his day that poor or rich. How could we relate this today? God, help me to be content with what I have and thankful with what I have and use your blessings in my life to bless your kingdom. And just show me how to do that. Not be and, greedy. Yeah, amen. Not be greedy. That's, I mean, that's what it comes down to is this greedy heart that just wants more. Or like if you're poor, or like you said, discontent. I guess that's how it could be. I don't, Lord, don't let me be greedy, and then don't let me be discontent. Exactly. It's like, 
Because yeah. usually here in America, we have enough. You know, we're not yeah. going to starve. But Well, godliness with contentment is great gain, the Scripture says. Jesus says, having food and raiment... Be content. Be, I mean, what? I don't know, you know... I mean, I read this and I go, I'm still a little spoiled, I think. <laughs> I think. They don't even say roof. They don't even say roof, does it? Having food and raiment. That's somewhere. Somebody somebody find where that is and post that. Bathroom. Having water. food and raiment. <laughs> Be content. So, yeah, we, we are complainers. And you know what? Uh, here's just a reality. Reality check. Usually... Again, not always, but usually speaking, the people who have the most are the people who complain the most. Would you would you say that's a correct statement? And are discontent. Generally speaking, or maybe I can just say often. <laughs> Verse 10. Do not malign a servant to his master, lest he curse you and you be found guilty. Remember, this is in a time of servants and He's saying, basically, don't speak spitefully and critical of a servant to his master. Don't accuse him, lest he curse you and you be found guilty. Leans to, sometimes we speak about things that we can be guilty of too. You know, it's kind of like that saying of the Lord. He says, you know, why do you, why do you, how, why is it so easy for you to see uh, the, splinter in everybody else's eye and you, you can't see the plank in your own it's easy for us to be critical of everybody else around us and forget that we have problems too and we need to remember that and so be careful when you're speaking evil of a servant to his master lest you be you be found guilty and i'm assuming it means found guilty of the of some of the same things that you accuse him of here's the thing to remember we're all fallen all of us. All of us are fallen. And that doesn't mean we don't speak about truth and righteousness and help people know what it means to live in the right way. But we need to do it with a humble spirit. And because we're saying what God says, right? Because, um, what's that saying? If I'm pointing one finger at you, I got four more pointing back at me. And we need to be careful with that, you know. So you speak against that person because they're messing up in this area. What what area are you messing up in? We need to be careful. Verse 11. 11 and 12. I, I broke this up in 11 and 12. And I'm thinking here what comes to my mind is a godless generation. And kind of all of this, I think all of this is going together. A godless generation. He says, there is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. This is breaking one of the fundamental commandments of God. Honor your father and your mother. And matter of fact, this is the promise that the Bible says God has tacked something onto this promise. You know what it is? The commandment has a promise. The commandment has a promise. What is it? Anybody? Anybody? Length of days. Length of days. God has attached a promise of length of days to those who honor 
their father and their mother. You remember Kyla talking about your grandma? Uh-huh, yeah. So, so when Kayla was a little bitty thing, which which lets you know that they do hear and they yeah. do listen even when you think they're not, we went to see Scott's grandma in the nursing home. Mama's mama? <clears throat> yes, yeah. Granny Blossom. And uh, so we're standing there, and Kayla's at the foot of the bed, and she's looking at her, and she, at that time she was probably the oldest person Kayla had ever seen. And Kayla said, wow, she must have really honored her mama and daddy. <laughs> Amen. But there's a generation that doesn't honor their mom and dad anymore. There is. When I look out at this generation now, and I'm not talking about among the Christian community, but I'm talking about as we read this generation, this godless generation, I'm asking you, does it kind of go in... Can we see some of this today or maybe a lot of this today? They don't honor father and mother. And verse 12 says, There's a generation that's pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. They think, that I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I immediately think of, when I read this, I think of the scribes and Pharisees that Jesus was talking to, right? He's like, outside, you, 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 you look beautiful on the outside, like whitewashed tombs. Inside, you're full of dead men's bones you're filthy on the inside right well there's a generation that's pure in its own eyes but they're actually not clean at all but they think they're clean they think they're good they got this let's go ahead all of this is talking about the same stuff 13 and 14 there's a generation oh how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. So arrogant. There's a generation of arrogance. Their eyelids are li lifted up. In other words, it's kind of like high-minded, high-headed. I'm better than you. We're better than you, right? What do you think about these? What do you get out of this when we read? What do you see? Their eyelids are lifted up. Full of arrogance. Verse 14 there's a generation whose teeth are like swords, whose fangs are like knives. And this has given us imagery of they're just devourers, right? They just devour everything. Teeth are like swords. Fangs are like knives. They're consumers. They devour. It even says that, to devour the poor from off the earth. They take away. Communism. They take away from people and the needy from among men. Verse 15, the leech has two daughters. To me, all of this is going together. This, this leech, I think, is a, is a symbol of this generation that he's talking about. They just take and they take and they take. A leech has two daughters, give and give. Uh, when I was a young man, we had, uh, you know, we had this, my dad bought this farm of this pipeline, and it was this hilltop, and we raised tobacco up there. Tobacco was a cash crop that we raised when I was young. I worked in tobacco all of my life, all of my young life. Uh, it was a cash crop that you did. And then you sold it at the end. And that's at, at the end of the year, we sold 
the tobacco and it brought in money at the end of the year and to pay off bills and such things like that. But anyway, it wasn't about that. There was a pond up there. There's no water up there except a big pond. And I remember being real hot and getting in that pond. And when I got out of that pond, I had this disgusting thing attached to me. A leech. <laughs> I hate. It just, it makes my skin crawl right now just thinking about it. May not bother you guys, but I hate a leech. They're blood suckers. They're a parasite, blood suckers. I mean, both ends of the leech suck blood. Just take and take and take and take. Well, he's talking about a generation. There's a generation that's like this. There are people that's like this. There are, there are people that they don't honor the father and mother. They don't, uh, you know, they don't bless their mother and their dad. They, uh, they're lifted up. They, they say they're good, but they're actually filthy. Uh, they're prideful. They think they're better than everybody else. And they, they just take and take. They're like leeches. Wow. And then he goes on to say, three, there are three things. There are three things that are never satisfied. Four, never say enough. Four, never say enough. Let's go ahead and, and get 16 in here, and then we'll, we'll close. Four, never say enough. Remember the thought of the leech that has two daughters, give and give. Usually when it numbers, there's three things, yay, four, or six things, yay, seven. It's not saying it's a, it's a list, but it's not like exhaustive. No, there's, there's three things, yes, there's four things. There could be others, but he's naming, he's just going to name things that, that, that just never have enough, always wanting, always wanting, always saying, give, 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 give. The grave, the grave is never full, right? The grave is never full. The barren womb. Here we think of Rachel and Leah. The barren womb is always yearning. Remember Rachel? She says, give me children or I'm going to die. Right? Need to have a child. The earth that is not satisfied with water. No matter how much it rains, no matter how much it rains, it does not matter how soaked the earth gets. It's, it, it, it absorbs it, does it not? And then it needs more. And if it doesn't keep getting rain, it's going to get very dry. And um, so the earth is never done. It always needs rain. And the fire never says enough. I've got enough wood. You don't need no more. We actually burn wood here. I have a stove right over there. And uh, I fill it up at night before we go to bed and kind of shut it down. And in the morning, it's crying out. It's saying, I need more wood. I never give it enough. It's always wanting more. All right, well, that's our Bible study this morning. As we're walking through chapter 30 here, let me go back over to the comments, see what some of you guys have said. Amen. Charity says, I find myself complaining all the time. Don't we all? 
don't we all? See, and and, and this you and we we need to get a hold of it. You know, uh, Lisa and I talk about this often. We 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 discuss this often. Cause it's it's all of us. Before you know it, we're complaining about things, and it's like, why am I complaining? I got it made. I got it great. Why do I complain? I'm with you. I'm with you guys. Um, I was just thinking, you know, I'm going to challenge myself and anybody else that wants to jump in there with, whenever I have a thought of complaining, that I would immediately counter that with like five things that I'm thankful for. Amen. And I wonder if that would help us to think on the things that are good and true and lovely and pure and Amen. that Philippians filter that we're supposed to use. Amen. That's good. thoughts good because... Hey, that's that, a good challenge. Let's, <laughs> let's give this challenge to all of us. What about that? That, uh, you know, just just like he said, you know, there's a generation that, and it's like, and I think that same generation, he says, they just never have enough. And remember right before that, he said, Lord, don't give me riches. I don't want to be too poor and don't let me be too rich. Let me be content and let me be, just give me enough. And so Lisa says, let's challenge one another. What about that? Y'all take that challenge? Amen. <laughs> all right so that's what we're going to do let's let's see how we go tomorrow let's see how we do let's see if we can go one day without complaining what you guys in the living room you good with we should do it today that's what i'm saying today uh, i thought you said tomorrow no i'm saying tomorrow we'll, i'll say how did you do we're going to say how'd you do how did you do with complaining okay Let's just not complain. Let's be thankful and let's realize we got enough. I got food to eat. I got clothes to wear. I even am blessed more than that. I got a brick house to live in. Hallelujah. <laughs> I got a car I can drive. I got a tractor outside. All right. You got a wife. Frank says he's in. Charles says he's in. Children and a band. And you get to serve the king of kings. Amen. All right, guys. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. We'll get off here and I'll see you tomorrow, okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, love you, saints. Sure do. Amen, amen. I love the things y'all are saying. I'm going to get off here so I can read them all. I, I want to read more of what y'all are saying. See you tomorrow. Bye.